You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to another episode of Honest AF Show with me, Daniela Clark. And me, Barbara Ann Wiles. And we've got a very panting uh, crocodile. <laughs> I thought you were talking about me. Yeah. I'm kind of panting it myself running he around like a lunatic. panting like crazy because we just walked him before uh, you got here, Barb. I know, you know, it's funny because it's cloudy right now, yeah. but it's still like 95 degrees out <laughs> and it's like seven o'clock yeah, at night. It is. It's really hot. But oh my gosh, so much has been going on, huh, Barb? Oh, just madness. Yeah, I feel, you know, so blessed because things could always be worse, right? Mm-hmm. But, and so many people have so much less fortunate than we are. But everything's but relative, you know? It's, you know, I thought about it today and every single month since November of 2022 has been something. Right. So it's like 10 months. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to forgive myself for being a little bit of, uh, you know, feeling sorry for myself for (laughs) half a minute. I know. It's time to call uncle. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Like whatever crazy joke the heavens are playing on me, like, it's okay. You could stop now. Um, I I got it. I'll I'll behave myself. I'll do whatever (laughs) it is I need to do. You got to light more of those white candles for yourself. Oh, and tomorrow's a full moon. It's going to be August 1st tomorrow. I don't know when this episode's going to air, but tomorrow's Aquarius, Mm. which is crazy because you're in Aquarius Mm. and I have an Aquarius moon. Mm. Sabbath has an Aquarius moon. So I think that's where all this craziness as of late is coming from. I'm sorry. It might be my fault. (laughs) (laughs) It's not your fault. I love you. But um, they say it's supposed to be a good one. So I'm hoping. I hope so. We all need a break, especially you, Barb. Well, uh, let's see. What's what's new with you? What's going on with me? Well, so much has been going on and nothing at all, which that, is so it's weird. It's funny. I, you know, I like, said that to someone the other day. nothing is going on with me. Absolutely nothing. Like ever since the Forever 21 thing, now it's been like kind of crickets, which is making me uncomfortable because I'm not comfortable with crickets. I know you're usually so busy. And- so busy. But, um, but in your line of work, July seems, January and July seem to be quiet, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Isn't that, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Summertime is usually quiet yeah. in this line of work. Um, especially now there's no like photo shoots or anything going no. on with the strikes, you know, right. the SAG is on strike and the Writers Guild is on strike. So that prevents a lot of work from happening also. Yeah. But yeah, it's been kind of quiet on the Western front as far as work goes, but everything else that we've been, you know, kind of busy, but like today was crazy, right? We woke up this morning to the news that that Pee Wee Herman oh, passed away, which was so sad. I know. Oh my gosh. Did you realize that he was 70? I had I no didn't. idea. I didn't. All I know is he looks like the youngest, he looked like the youngest 70 year old I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. He was but, like the um, Dick Clark of comedy. I was just looked like a young kid. I you mean, know? what a career, what a life. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems lately, you know, we lost Sinead O'Connor a couple yeah. of days ago. Yeah. Um, it just seems like everything happens in waves and right now now is kind of a really strange, strange time time period. I just saw the Sinead O'Connor documentary. Oh, nothing compares to you. Have you seen that? It's very sad. It's, it's very sad. It's upsetting because I just feel like she was so misunderstood because I also feel like she was a little bit ahead of her time. Agreed. You know, or uh, maybe, maybe she was such a rebel. She was more, should have been in like the sixties and seventies. Yeah, yeah. You know maybe I mean? she was in the wrong time, time yes, zone. Absolutely. Because at that time, you know, she, what, what she was upset about was she was upset about injustices, you know, uh-huh. and, um, and I think she was just really misunderstood. She had a really hard life. Yes. And, you know, she just... It's it's just kind of a sad story yeah. and um, just a lot of um, uh, mental illness in her, in, in, in her family yes. and with her. And, she, you know, she, she kind of talked openly about that. But, you know, her career and everything that happened to, that she went through, just really interesting. And she was so talented and such a visionary. And fashion-wise for me, she was, you know, just 
so ahead of her time. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she was like, she looked so cool back then. I, and I, I remember like when I first saw her, I was like, whoa, that video was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was like it, it changed a lot of things. It was, yeah. you know. You know what's interesting about that video, uh, Nothing Compares to You, uh-huh. which was written for her by Prince, Yeah, was, you know, when I saw the documentary, I was really surprised. And at the very end of it, because I was surprised that they weren't really playing the song, they would show the video, but do a, they dubbed talking over it. Whoa. And I was like, whoa, why aren't they showing the video? This must be something to do with Prince's estate. And uh-huh. sure enough, at the very end, it said Prince's estate refused to allow them to use the video for the documentary, which is so odd to me. That is really bizarre. Yeah, because he wrote the song for her. She did the video. It's available everywhere. Why not why not let her use it? Very strange. But very weird. I don't know what goes on there. But yeah, so I saw I I watched that and I thought it it was an interesting documentary, but also very heavy, very sad. Yeah. I figured as much. I saw her last post that have has been going viral the day before she passed away and she mm, I was saw in that such a bad place and yeah. it breaks my heart like to think of anybody leaving us and having a bad time beforehand makes me so sad right you know it's like at least if someone's life was relatively happy mm-hmm. or comparatively, who knows, but it just seems like when it leads up to it and you think about all the misery and sadness, like losing her son, like mm-hmm. I feel like we've have a couple of friends that have lost their children and yeah. I don't know how you ever recover from that. No, that's very difficult. I mean, there has to be a part of you that never feels whole again. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know what it's like to lose a parent. It's just unimaginable and it goes against every law of nature. Right. Um, But, you know, I read a comment that Morrissey made that was provocative because, you know, everybody was posting about Sinead and everybody was posting rest in peace and, and she was brilliant and what an amazing artist, what a huge loss. And then Morrissey wrote, where were all you assholes when she needed you? So I thought about that. I mean, that's pretty harsh, but I think what happens is she was just so misunderstood, right? you know? And I think that that's, you know, one of the hard things of, you know, when you don't know everything that's going on and people are so quick to judge and, you know, it's, it's hard. It's really sad, but I always feel that way. I feel like, gosh, you know, if people only knew how much they were loved or how much they were revered, it just, I wish they knew. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, the craziest thing is, is you really will never know Mm -hmm. what another person is thinking. No. Ever. No. So what they say, what their actions are, you really don't know what's going on inside. And that's kind of why I posted that thing to my stories the other day saying like the person you talk to the most Mm -hmm. and that you listen to the most and you hear the most is Mm -hmm. yourself, that voice inside your head. So be kind to yourself, Mm, you know, mm -hmm. because we're our own worst enemies most of the time. And I mean, I always say that to my kids. Um, I try and tell them all the time. I, I tell that to Zach, be kind to yourself. Because we spend so much of our time and energy telling people to be kind to themselves, but we're not always kind to ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's really important because that little voice inside your head is powerful. It is. It's also about being, you know, giving yourself a moment sometimes to go through things. You know, you don't always have to be on. You don't always have to be... The pillar of strength. Yeah. 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 And and you can give yourself that minute and you can be patient with yourself too. But, um, and know when you need help, know when you need to reach out and reach out. I mean, sometimes it's weird though, because I don't know how she felt or how some other people have felt in similar situations. But I do know that for myself, sometimes when it's like, has it's been lately where it's one thing after another, you almost get to the point where you don't even want to hear yourself talk about it. Right. Like out loud. Right. You're just so emotionally exhausted and you're just like, I'm even over 
thinking about this or talking about it. So Mm -hmm. it's not always like people reach out, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Russell Crowe posted an incredible homage to her. He met her randomly in a pub and he said they had a really deep conversation. And of all people, you'd expect to, you know, something like that. And he said it was just one of those things where it was so impactful for him. He will Mm -hmm. never forget it. And Mm -hmm. I think like, I hope that people realize or what I believe is true that, you know, your soul still can get in touch with other souls or will, because it would be nice if people knew how much they were loved. Like you were saying, it really would be. Yeah, Yeah. it would. It's just a shame. Just uh, my heart goes out to her family. It's just really, really sad. But on another note, I went to a friend of ours was having a birthday party. And one of Gilby's friends, and we went to his birthday party and it made me so happy because when I got there, there were all these women, some that I knew, some that I don't know at all. And the conversation started about us doing our podcast. A couple of the girls came over and they're like, oh my God, have you listened to her podcast? She has this podcast with her friend, Barb, and you should listen to it. And so a couple of the girls were like, oh, what do you talk about? So when we started talking, it was so great because a lot of these women that I was speaking with are going through menopause and didn't even know that they could, like what HRTs, one of the ladies didn't even know what HRTs were. Wow. And didn't even know that she could get help for some of her symptoms. Uh, So we started talking and talking like really openly and really honestly. And so I told them, you know, some of the things that they could do for themselves and they could get help with all these different symptoms, Um, mood changes and feeling blue or feeling not like yourself, Right, all kinds of different things, even, you know, having terrible joint pain or all of a sudden having, you know, suffering through uh, vaginal dryness or uh, all kinds of different things or not wanting having sex, losing your libido all kinds of stuff. And we talked about all that. And I I thought, and it really made me feel like this is great because normally I'll go to a party and I don't know people. I don't really talk to them. Really? Because you seem like such a social butterfly to me. But generally when we go somewhere, you do know everybody. I know a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but if I don't know them, I don't always get the opportunity. It's not that I don't want to. Right. I just don't always get the opportunity to, to talk to them because they might be sticking to themselves or I might be sticking to myself or the people, you know, how a lot of times I love those dinner parties that they make you sit next to people you don't know. I love that too. Because then you start talking to people that you wouldn't otherwise speak to. Absolutely. And that's how I felt. I felt like, oh, look, I'm talking to all these women that I didn't know and that I haven't met before and that I wouldn't have actually talked to had it not been for the the podcast. So um, I think a couple times a year, I I thought about this a long time ago. I think a couple times a year, it would be so cool if we would just maybe you invite two or three people and I invite two or three people and we just do like at the round table and just talk about, you know, what's going on in our lives and you know, maybe share information that women really do need to stick together. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, there's so much said about it, but it isn't always so organic the way you're saying, like it just happened at a party and you start talking. I mean, that's the best way to just have, you know, people aren't afraid to say things that they might be afraid to say to their significant other or their family member or whatever, or even their doctor. Sometimes when you're with a random stranger, you're more open than you ever would be. Right. You know, so that's great. So, so you just, yeah, it was great. We just started talking and there was even, um, there was even someone there that said that her, actually her husband was going through changes and he was having some issues that were, you know, causing concern for her, you know, low libido, a little bit of depression. I was saying, you know, even men go through, not enough men talk about this amongst themselves either, but men also go through like a male version of menopause. Absolutely. I mean, we generally think it's, you know, the red Corvette in a midlife crisis (laughs) and an 18 year old. But it's not always oh, there's that. that too. Uh, yeah, there yeah, is. Yeah, there is. There's that too. There is. But, 
But um, but also men uh, also hit lows in their um, testosterone levels. Their hormone levels get low too. They also could use some supplements if that's the case. Absolutely. And so we talked about that and, you know, how important it is to really have these conversations with your doctor and be on top of where your hormones are at and what you could do about it. Yeah. Because there is help out there and people don't need to suffer alone and in silence. So it's nice to have, to like normalize those conversations. Absolutely. You know? And then you could, you know, you could also laugh at them because it, oh my makes, God, yeah. it makes something that's otherwise pretty painful funny and then <laughs> yeah. you could, you know, look at it in a different way. And I will say that that's one of the blessings of social media too, Yeah, because when you start researching or even talking about it and your phone's listening to you, exactly, all of a sudden you'll start getting ads or whatever, but there yeah. is a wealth of online resources that you don't even have to, like if you don't have health insurance or you don't have a doctor currently, like Randy's and my OBGYN, who we went to since we were 20 years old, has retired. Mm -hmm. So, and he moved to Utah. So we were both in, we need to find a new doctor, but It's amazing because there are loads and loads of resources with real doctors online Mm -hmm. and especially for specific like hormone replacement therapy. There are many resources. They interview you. They, you know, they get you to go get labs. They, it's legit. Yeah, you and don't so, have to suffer. I mean, there, yeah. there are a lot of resources out there. And, you know, there are a lot of things that you could do for yourself if you have the knowledge. If you have the knowledge. Yeah, exactly. And there's also, there's just so many great products um, that can help. Absolutely. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, you know, I've talked about this many times, but like I didn't, I was fortunate enough to not have many of those issues because I kind of instantaneously went mm-hmm. through menopause yeah. and I was grieving so much at the time. So I yeah. don't know. I may have, if I, if I, you might've just thought it was grief. I might've had yeah. hot flashes, but I was mourning my mother. So I yeah. didn't, know you didn't even know what it was, Yeah, but I will say what was really the only things that happened with me and that really bothered me was my libido kind mm-hmm. of being non-existent. Mm-hmm. And now I'm finding out that UTIs, which I've never had in my life that are becoming more frequent and that, that constant feeling, I'm like, what's, and I find out that that's like a postmenopausal thing. Yes. And, so and that's that- actually something we talked about with the girls um, at the party, because one of the girls was saying that she gets constant UTIs. I've never had ever one since in my she life went through menopause. And it's very, very common. Yeah. And in fact, there is a cream that you can get. It's a prescription from your OBGYN. And this cream is very safe. It's an estrogen cream because the reason why you get UTIs after menopause or, you know, during menopause and sometimes after menopause, it's very, very common. And the reason why you get it is because the lining of your vaginal walls get really, really thin, which make you a lot more susceptible to bacteria. And one of the other things I was reading too was that the lower estrogen levels... Mm -hmm are directly related to UTIs for some reason. Yeah, it is. And so there is a cream that you can get from your physician and it is... It is a, a an estrogen cream, but you don't need to be afraid of it because, you know, I know there's so many like taboos about estrogen, about hormones causing breast cancer, what have you. But from what I understand, this cream is very, very safe and is even prescribed to women who have had breast cancer oh, wow. um, because it stays localized in your vagina and does not travel into your, into your body. Is it, um, the suppositories? No, it's not a suppository. Actually. Um, I I have to, I have to remember the, the name of it and I'll tell you, but you put like a little pea size amount of it outside on your, uh, labia and not like inside your vagina and just like on the outside. And it's supposed to keep your vagina healthy Juicy awesome. and normal. That's amazing. <laughs> so I mean, that I, you don't have to, you know, have all those UTIs and have, you know, vaginal dryness and all the terrible things that come along with it. And it's supposed to be very, very safe. I can't for the life of me 
think of what it's called. I'm going to look it up while you're talking. I think that, um, you know, the, the route that I went, I ended up going to, we have an amazing homeopathic pharmacy here in Sherman Oaks and the pharmacist is a wealth of information. And I told her what was bothering me and that I wasn't really, I wanted to start homeopathically first because that felt like the right choice for me because I did notice that a lot oh, I of- I found it. Okay. It's called estradiol. Estradiol. There oh, yeah, go. yeah. I've heard of that. Estradiol. It's, um, it treats vaginal symptom, symptoms caused by menopause and it is point. 0.1% estrogen treats and prevents vaginal dryness, itching, burning, frequent UTIs, and or urgency to pee caused by menopause. 90% of women report that this works wonders. Amazing. So I'm there you have go. to check that out. There you go. I mean, the reason why I went to the pharmacy here in Sherman Oaks with the homeopathic pharmacist was because I was a little concerned about going on, uh, doing HRT because I was postmenopausal already mm -hmm. and I wasn't having all the symptoms. Right. So I was worried that, is it too much for me? Because there's only a couple things that were yeah. bothering me. And she said to me, you know, if it's just libido, straight up maca works amazing. Mm. Um, if it's anxiety, ashwagandha works amazing. These are right. clinically proven to work. And they're natural. Absolutely natural. Yeah. Maca is a Peruvian root yeah. that's been known to help with libido for men and women for mm -hmm. decades. Mm -hmm. um, and ashwagandha is like very popular now for many things, but ashwagandha and magnesium together, there's a product out right now. It's called Ash. Ma. So it's like ashwagandha and magnesium together. Oh, okay. And I started, I bought it. I bought the book that came with it. Um, I bought it for Randy because it was a homeopathic way to treat that constant, like that low grade feeling blue and you don't even mm -hmm. know, you know mm -hmm. and it helps to calm you and mm -hmm. relax you. And um, I've only been taking it for a short while because I just got it, but I've been taking ashwagandha in different forms for a long time and yep. it's been a lifesaver for me. Yeah. So, I mean, but Good. it is so cool though to... I mean, that's the, one of the reasons that we do this podcast is because we always felt that sisterhood of being able to share, you know, what we found that might work for us that we've always shared with each other and we want to share with other people. So right. I think that's amazing that you had that experience. Yeah, at party. it was, it was really great. And I feel like, you know, there's also, there's things that you can do if you're feeling blue, like what you and I did the other night, you know, hang out Helped with your friends. So much. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes you know? that's all you need. You just need you to, know? yeah, connect, going out for a walk, going out for a hike. It was exercising, going to see a movie. There's a couple great movies out right now. Yeah. You know, there's just things that you can do. You and I had an, a lovely time. We went out to dinner. Yes, we did. We walked around, we got some candy. <laughs> oh my God. And then we also ran into an old friend of mine. Who, as we always do. <laughs> <laughs> as we always do. Um, her name is Catherine Bach. And some of you might remember her from the Dukes of Hazard. She was Daisy Duke. The minute I texted Zach... <laughs> and said, we met Catherine Bach. He started sending me picture after picture after picture. I didn't even have to say, you know, uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. have to say anything. He was just like sending me one picture after the other. He's like, is she still beautiful? I'm like, yeah, she yes, is still she beautiful. Is beautiful. Uh, Daisy Dukes with her short little jean shorts and her long legs. And you remember yeah. the big gossip around town at that time was that she was known for wearing these little make shorty short cut off denim jean shorts cut right up her butt and her legs were gorgeous long gorgeous legs and she was famous for insuring her legs one of the first people oh, I did not to know that but take that, out a, a uh, million dollar insurance policy amazing on her legs that's amazing so she, I remember there was like a lot of like everybody was like oh my god she took out an insurance policy on her legs you know this that's was back so, in the early 80s so funny um, that was the big gossip on the TV guide was yeah. that she did that but I've known Catherine for um, many years because our kids went to school together and so it 
was nice running into her. She's absolutely lovely. Hopefully we can get her on the yeah, show. Yeah, you could ask nice her, to interview she her. She seemed interested, so it would be yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it'd be so fun to have her on. She's awesome. I went... I know I told you this, but I don't know if we've talked about this, but we went to go see Beetlejuice at the Pantages. I saw your Instagram stories. We did not talk about it, though. Oh, my God, Barb. It was so fun. Was it better as a live show than the movie? It was really good because, uh, well, I've always been a huge fan of the movie. And, you know, with Winona Ryder and what is it? Gina Davis and Beetlejuice is... um, What's his name? Uh, Michael Keaton. Michael. Yeah, Michael Keaton. So good. So we went and saw it. It was playing at the Pentages here in Hollywood. It was so much fun because Frankie and I, we take it very seriously when we go see these things. We got all dressed up. I saw you all look amazing. Your sister was with you. My sister was with me and Lisa. So we decided to make it a girls night and we all went out to dinner first. It was this really wonderful Chinese dumpling place right across the street. I love dumplings. It was so good right across the street from the Pantages. So we went early. We went, got drinks and dumplings first. And then we ran across the street and saw Beetlejuice and it was so much fun. And I just love going to the theater. People get dressed up and it's just fun. It's just such a fun night out. The show was fantastic. All, you know, the great songs and, you know, they do the the banana boat song. Uh It was so fun. We were all like dancing in our seat, but oh my God, Barb. I don't know why, but sometimes when I go out, I feel like I'm Larry David. I just don't know why things happen to me. (laughs) Somebody had like a little bubble over your head that we could see what you're thinking. Uh, It was like, it was so ridiculous because we sit down and the two seats in front of Frankie and I are empty. And I was like, oh good. Hopefully they stay empty and nobody comes and sits down in front of us. That's like too tall or something. Well, lo and behold, the show's about to start. And these people walk in and they sit down in front of us. And the guy was like at least six foot, of course, six foot three, six foot four. And on top of it, he had a gigantic, gigantic Afro. Oh, I was going to say, did he have a cowboy hat on? I've had that happen to me before. No, he had gigantic hair. And (laughs) I, (laughs) the whole time I was trying to watch the show through the curls in his hair, finding an open curl. (laughs) That is the worst. I was like, no, why is this happening to me? Um, But it was okay. It was fine, fine. And and it it was so fun. Just the cast was great. The costumes, the set, everything was Were there great. any famous actors or actresses like guesting for it? No, not that I know of. Maybe because they're all on strike. They're trying yeah, not to. Yeah, not that I know of. The cast that did it was great. It was just so good. They modernized it a little bit. I, I would They think. had like a little bit of a modern shtick that they added to it, which was cool. It, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. It was really, really good. I went and I took Sabbath to see the Haunted Mansion, which was fantastic. Oh yeah, was it good? The cast was just incredible. So it was so much fun. And we really enjoyed it. But they had a coming attraction for the new Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but based upon how he became Wonka. Oh, I can't wait to see that. It's like a pre-story and Timothy Chalamet is Chalamet, the, yeah, Chalamet he's doing it. Is yeah. the uh, actor, and yes. it's going to be brilliant. Yeah, it I know. looks so good, and I know Zach is going to want to see it because he can't lives for wait that movie. To see that, I love those. Oh, I love all the Charlie and the Chocolate Factories. Oh. When I was a kid, he hated the one with with Johnny Depp, not because he loves Johnny Depp, but he it hated wasn't that. that good. He couldn't stand it, and yeah. he didn't know if it was because. The old one is so close to his heart, yeah. but he's just I was like, so excited about that one too, especially because I'm a huge Tim Burton fan. So is Frankie, but we were kind of disappointed by that mm. one. It wasn't very good. It wasn't as good as I'd expected it to be. But when I was little, one of my favorite memories of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is I went to an all girls Catholic school. I was the I've only heard Jewish this. girl there, <laughs> <laughs> but um, this was in South Africa when I was growing up. And I remember that we had in our English class, the teacher would read us the the book. She was reading us the book. And so every day we would come in and hear another chapter. She'd read another chapter of the book. And I would sit there at my desk, absolutely salivating over the 
idea of the all the chocolate and the gumballs and the candy and it's oh my I would just sit there and salivate and to this day I get very excited when I see a golden wrapped oh, bar I of know. chocolate it's amazing right <laughs> everybody yeah. I mean anyone out from 30 years old up because we made our kids watch it the original because Zach was just like no you need to see the real one and we all loved it so much but the you know golden ticket is like everything yeah so yeah I would love to see the new one so okay for flicks as fuck I have a review I have a review so we went last night we had such a good time last night um Christine our friend Christine Devine who is a local anchor on the news here in LA. If you're in LA, you probably know who Christine Devine is. If you watch uh, Fox 11 News or uh, what is the other channel? Channel 9. Good day, LA. K-Cal. 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 So Christine Devine is also married to Sean McNabb. Who's incredibly talented. An incredibly talented bass player who plays with Gilby a lot. And he has been in a lot of bands. He was in Lynch Mob and um, he's also an actor. And then they also invited our old producer, Lisa, Lisa Goich and Teddy, her husband, Teddy Andriatis, who played with Gilby in GNR and also plays with Gilby in a lot of different projects. So the six of us- Keith Richards. Yes, the Keith Richards, who have some shows coming up soon, actually. They're going to be playing at the Yamava Casino soon. And I want to go. Yeah, you should go to that. And they're going to be also playing at um, uh, San Juan Capistrano. Oh, yeah. And you said- um, At the House of Blues in Anaheim, Mm -hmm. too. So that'll be fun. And they're going to be opening for Glenn Hughes. Oh, how fun. At uh, the House of Blues in Anaheim. So that'll be a fun show. So definitely, if you're in town, you should check it out. But anyway, we all went to go see Oppenheimer. Oh, did you? Yes. All right. First of all, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It was three hours long. Over three hours. How did anyone get you to go? (laughs) It was over three hours long, but I got to tell you, I didn't know it was going to be over three hours long. So that was key. I would have never went. That is key. And I didn't check. And when I got there, I had no idea. But let me tell you something. The three hours went by and I had no idea it had been three hours. Wow. It was brilliant. I absolutely loved it, but I went with five other people. So out of the six of us, I was the one that didn't notice how long it was. Everybody else noticed it. Everybody else thought it was too long. Gilby thought it was too long. He did. and his friend, they didn't like, he said that he didn't like, I mean, he's only 21, just turned 21, but he didn't like when it went to just the courtroom and forward. So not to get, he thought it, it, it bored him when it got really it didn't it, didn't it went back flash. and forth i thought it would it didn't it went back maybe and forth a lot l- they, maybe they left at a they should have waited a they little should have waited yeah. yeah i thought it was really well done because I see it. it's a very dry subject matter and a very heavy 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 subject matter right you know it's about you know uh, robert oppenheimer who invented the atomic bomb and um it's, it's incredibly heavy. But with that being said, I thought they did a really good job at telling the story of how this all came about and the scientist himself, how he felt about it and what happened, you know, how this whole thing kind of unfolded. And it's really interesting, beautifully told. And the cast is magnificent, incredible cast. It's got... Matt Damon's in it. Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr. Um, who's unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. I couldn't believe Let it me when tell I saw you the who trailer. Who's unrecognizable. And it took me a second to realize that that was him because I didn't know anything about the movie. I didn't look it up before I went, which I prefer. Was he played President Truman, Gary Oldman. Oh, he, I mean, recognizable, brilliant. I never, ever... I'm always blown away by who he is. He completely transforms He's in incredible. many roles. Incredible he actor is, of our time. He's incredible. He is probably the actor of our time. I really think so. He's I mean, like he Anthony is, Hopkins good. He's so good. Meryl Streep. Like yeah. he is one of the greatest of the greats. So good. I mean, he literally delivered 10 lines and it was breathtaking. 
It was really good. There were so many great cameos. Oppenheimer played by... um, Oh, what's his name? He was absolutely brilliant as Oppenheimer, and he's going to win an Oscar. No question about it. You know, that's an interesting thing. Are there going to be Oscars this year with the strike? I wonder, because, you know, the Emmys got pushed out. Yeah. uh, Christopher Nolan is the director. Yes. Um, Oh, my God. He was so brilliant. He was he was in um, Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy. My God. So good. He is so incredible in it. Oh, Emily Blunt. Emily she's Blunt too. and and Florence Pugh from uh, yes. she's great. She's fantastic. Also, she was in White Lotus. Uh-huh. You know, I still I love haven't White watched. Lotus. I have to watch it. Actually, she's, you know what? She's great. I think Young I'm going to start actress. watching it tonight because Zach's away. And you I, should watch it. It's so good. Because I can't watch the Righteous oh my God, Gemstones so without good. him. We are obsessed with that show. <laughs> it's funny, huh? Oh, we love it. Oh, you have to. You, but I highly recommend seeing Oppenheimer if you don't mind sitting through the three hours of it. It's worth it. It's such an interesting story. It's so incredible. All these brilliant minds that existed so many years ago. I walked out of there with this feeling. I said to Lisa, I go, Lisa, the thing about that movie is as heavy as it was, it was so heavy. What I take from it is what am I doing with my life? Mm, what, am, what is my contribution? What, what, did, what did I do? And she goes, what are you kidding me? You put out the sexiest jeans and yeah, you, got there a, you, go. you got a bunch of women pregnant. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I was like, well, okay. Yeah, that's Absolutely. not what I was thinking, but okay. But yeah, it, it made me think like these people are so brilliant and what contribution some of these people made right. to, to humanity. I mean, of course, what he did was so controversial because, you know, so many, so many, so many people died. And, and I thought it was really interesting because once the genie was out of the bottle, he wanted to put it back in. Of course. You know, it was it, Pandora's box. Without yeah. A doubt. Which I thought about the comparison to the person that has created AI now. Right. Because he must also be thinking the same thing. Put it back. I mean, <laughs> you know, because I think that's true about quite a few things that we have had brilliant minds create over the years, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it's like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't, I mean, your intention can be one thing and then it could be a completely different yeah. thing. Yeah. And happens. you can say that about so many things like Facebook and Spotify and like all these different things all that happen. Social media. Yeah. Absolutely. So it helps you know. in some senses, but then in other senses, it has right. these terrible drawbacks. But yeah, it really got me thinking about that. Like how many people were so ahead of their time. This was, you know, in the 1940s. Right. That these brilliant people went, you know, they they recruited all these brilliant people and their talents to um, right. to build this um, bomb. But it also has Albert Einstein in it as well, a little bit of him. And it's it's just really fascinating, interesting story. Uh, I have to see it. If it got you to sit for three hours and you enjoyed I was, it, then- I couldn't. Take my eyes off of them. I was absolutely mesmerized. It was uh, riveting. But I have to say, before the movie started, they showed a trailer for the new, it looks horrific, Exorcist. (gasps) Nope. No, thank you. Okay. Well, you know who's going to want to go. It's a sequel to The Exorcist. Zach and and I saw one like a year ago. But um, we went to the movies. It wasn't even a year ago. We were, there was another exorcist that Russell Crowe was actually in it. Yeah. It was, I thought it was okay. I mean, Zach was just like, yeah, you know, it's hard now because you talk about technology, right? So they have the technology to make it look so. Barb, this one looks exceptionally horrible. Oh, it looks well, Zach's gonna make horrible. me go, but I might not go. I might Both make Lisa go and I turn it. Lisa was sitting behind us. We, I turned to her and she leaned into me and we both looked at each other and went, nope. Uh-uh. Did I ever tell you the story about when Zach or did Zach ever tell you the story about when he shared the exorcist with my niece and all her, all her friends? No. So when my niece was 18, she decided to move to California from New Jersey and she and her girlfriend, Laura, moved all the way across country and lived with us until they were able to figure out what they wanted to do and get, uh-huh. you know, have their own apartment or whatever. So it was really fun because Haley Ray and Jesse were little, maybe, I don't know, 
eight and nine or whatever. And Melanie and all her friends, it was in our second house and we had a big, I don't even know what the, maybe a hundred inch television that was the old ones that was built into the wall. And so Zach was so excited. He wanted for all these like 18 to 20 year olds, he wanted to play the original exorcist. And he was like, they invited like tens of their lives. They had their friends come Uh and Zach got popcorn and, you know, he has to do everything. Like he had, you know, uh, just went all out and he was so excited. We're watching the movie and I don't even know, maybe 10 minutes into it, like the, when the scene, you know, the opening scene, when you get past the, with her in, um, the desert or whatever, and they find Pazuzu or whatever it is when they get to America and she's playing with the Ouija board or whatever, uh, Linda Blair, and they're laughing out loud at this movie Uh, and Zach is losing his mind. He's like, this is funny. This is traumatizing. Like this traumatized us as kids like right how are it's you because laughing? it's hokey now to everyone that that is younger because they see all the tricks and everything agreed but i also think i think that's a big part of it but i think the other part of it is that we grew up in a religious household okay yeah so if you grew up catholic right and you believed that this could really happen and there is a little part of me as a catholic girl i do know some people that are possessed to be honest with you <laughs> Um, That could use an exorcism. But, you know, the Catholic Church acknowledges exorcism. They do have priests that get appointed by the Pope in Rome and, and the cardinals to perform exorcisms. So we were mortified. We were like lost our mind. And her girl, my niece Melanie and her friends, they were laughing. They're like, Uncle Zach, this is garbage. This is just <laughs> junk. You need to see, I don't know, Saul might have been the big movie yeah. or something. And he's like, he was Insidious, so crushed. Probably. He was like, I can't believe they're finding this like a joke. And I right. said, well, if you believe that, you know, if you're not religious, why would you think that this is how would it impact you? Yeah. You Let know? me tell you something. There is a film, a horror film, if you're into horror films, there's a film that ruined my life. It's called The Entity with Barbara Hershey. Oh. It is the most terrifying horror film I've, I've ever seen. I've seen that one. Thanks. It was made in the 70s. It's absolutely horrific. Gilby made me watch it with him once. And I said, thank you very much. You have ruined my life. Because the problem I had with the movie was you watch the whole movie and it's absolutely horrific and terrifying. And you know, there's something about those 70s films oh. like Rosemary's Baby. Just the and, way they were shot. Yeah, it's all, yeah. It's, it's very, very slow creepy. and still and yeah. it pulls you in. And, very creepy. Yeah. So I watched it with him and I was terrified. But what absolutely did me in and ruined my life was at the very end, it says, the scenes you've just witnessed are true. The story you just witnessed is true. This person still lives in this house in blah, 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 and still has these problems. And I was finished. I was like, okay, now that's it. Now I'm done. That sounds, that's what Sybil did to me with oh, Sally Sybil. Field. Yes, yes. Lost my mind yes. over that movie. There are some scary movies from back in the day, but but it's funny because when, it's like you said, you're right. I showed Frankie, uh, what is that one? Poltergeist. Oh. She laughed her butt off. <laughs> She's like, what is this hokey crap? This is hilarious. I was like, are you kidding? This is terrifying. <laughs> oh my God. Remember when we saw that in the theater? Yeah, Everyone we was terrified. And just like, yes. yeah. Yeah. I will say the haunted mansion and whether people like it or they don't like it. And it's a Disney movie, so whatever. But it doesn't have a Disney feel to it. And I love Owen Wilson. I'm a sucker for anything he's in. I just, there is something about him that he's that. That Spicoli persona that he's got going on that I just, I love him. (laughs) Tiffany Haddish is in it. Oh, right. Uh Um, Danny Danny DeVito. DeVito, I saw that. It's just fantastic. Yeah. And it was one of those movies that I loved so much because everyone clapped at the end, which Uh I think is just like the greatest thing. It's like, it makes you feel like, you know, it's like you were entertained and it's- Everybody clapped at the end of Oppenheimer, I must say. Did they? Yeah. People really enjoyed it. The theater that I was in was packed. I'm sure. Oh, and by the way, you should try and see it on IMAX or at least a 70 millimeter screen. 
And that's what we did. The only thing that really bummed me out is afterwards, I was so excited because this was my suggestion. We went to an early showing. It was at 6.30. And since I didn't know how long it was going to be. <laughs> you didn't eat. I didn't eat. And oh, I suggested no. that we all go out afterwards for pizza to Mulberry Street Pizza. Yum. I love Mulberry Pizza. I get that sometimes when I leave you. It's the best pizza so I suggested we all go there and everybody was really excited about it. But by the time we got out of the theater, it was closed. closed. Oh no. So no pizza for us. That was very that sad. That is the worst. I very when sad that happens. News. So I had, I had, my dinner was popcorn and junior mints. Pretty much that's mine for two, two, <laughs> two nights straight. And it was really funny because I just bought Amazon had a, you know, Amazon day. Yeah. And I just bought, um, a 22 inch, uh, inflatable outdoor movie screen and yes. uh, the projector. Are you going to have me over bit. now? Absolutely. Am I, I going to finally get to come can over? I to please fix one, can I fix one room before another <laughs> one gets flooded before? I, I mean, know. I'm like, I, Randy keeps saying to me, when are you going to have everyone over? When are you going to entertain? I'm like, shh. Cause every time you say that something else happens and then it happened again. Uh, it's Randy's um, fault. Yeah, it is. Randy, we're blaming you. But anyway, um, <laughs> I just bought the, and it came yesterday, the movie screen and the little, it comes with the thing that blows up the movie, the whatever it oh, is. the screen. The, the, yeah. But it's, it's uh, oh, the two pump. separate boxes. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I was really excited. And I said to Sabbath today, do you want me to set up the projector and, and the movie chairs? I even got like the really cool blow up chairs that you could recline and make little yeah. beds. I'm like, we're going to do it up. And he's like, Casa I'm kind of moved to have out, a movie Mom. night. I'm, I'm, I'm movied out. Okay. And I was like, what do you mean you're movied out? He Adult goes, films I then. took you to see Barbie. Now we went and saw the haunted mansion and they were both really good and I enjoyed it. But it's I'm movied out, mom. I was like, okay. <laughs> He's so cute. Like, I actually got invited to go see the Barbie movie tonight, but I'm not. Randy's go. seeing it right now with her daughter, which cute. I think is fantastic. Yeah. I saw it with Sabbath and he loved it. Let 11 year old boy loved it. So, I mean, some of it he didn't understand. He didn't get yeah, it. Yeah. But I thought it was really great. I mean, not heavy like Oppenheimer. Yeah. But it definitely was. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I enjoy it's, it. It's exciting to have some fun movies to see in the movie yeah, theater again. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's funny because I don't know what else is coming this summer, but it was nice that there was a change of pace from Spider-Man and uh, uh -huh. Superman yeah. and the flash and aquaman although i yeah. could see aquaman any of course day you can. of the week of course you can. i love jason momoa of course you do i'm watching shark week all week because he hosts it i'm oh, like so yeah. excited when he keeps popping up on my screen it's shark week the 23rd aquaman the is hosting shark week oh How perfect yes he is and i didn't see or notice one shark this whole week <laughs> <laughs> were there sharks no, i don't know i have no clue i know no aquaman idea. was in there yeah hilarious mm. were there sharks no, i don't know <laughs> i have no clue i know no aquaman idea. was in there yeah mm. hilarious okay well is it time for barbara's bag of tricks yeah and i think what i'm gonna uh, what i'm gonna do is the ashwa mag yeah it's it's a supplement it is um ashwagandha magnesium uh l-theanine and b12 mm -hmm. and i think there's b6 in there as well and it comes with a book you could order it online. Um, that's what I was looking when you were talking a few minutes ago. It is Ashwa, A-S-H-W-A-M-A-G.com. It's by through a company called Green Wave. It's completely organic, holistic, um, but it the book, it really tells you how these uh, micronutrients and minerals help with stress and anxiety and winding you down and libido and just, I mean, L-theanine is phenomenal for chill, you know, mm -hmm. like to, mm -hmm. so I, I really highly recommend it. It's really good, good stuff. Awesome. Okay. Well, there you have it. And it blends a bunch that I were taking separately. Mm -hmm. So I love it because now it's less supplements that I have, have to take. Have you heard that you're supposed to take your supplements separately because I always take them all together. 
it depends on which ones. If you take magnesium with calcium, it helps calcium work better. Mm. But you're not supposed to take magnesium or calcium with anything that blocks certain absorption, especially magnesium. You have to be very careful because there are certain medications, especially that you cannot take within a couple hour window. Calcium can be that way too. So it's it just depends. I take my calcium, magnesium, and I take a vitamin D with yeah. it. Vitamin D is excellent with calcium. Yeah. They work great yeah. together too. Yeah. And then some of them that wind you down, like you don't want to take ashwagandha and or L-theanine early in the day if you're someone who tends to get sleepy because you don't want to get sleepy. But then I was taking a supplement at one point that was a combination of that love and libido. Uh It's a combination of maca, damiana and ashwagandha. But because maca and damiana can be a little bit stimulating, if I took it after four o'clock, I was like finding myself staying awake and I'm like, I didn't have tea. I didn't have coffee. What is going on? And then I read about maca and Uh damiana. So when I, if I take that one, I make sure I take it at like noon or earlier in the day. So it just depends on what they are. Okay. You know, so I am a big advocate for making sure that they're food soluble vitamins, even if they're not gummies, if they're food soluble or fruits based or what have you, because, you know, a lot of those old time vitamins, I've read kinesiology studies where they have put them in glasses of Coca-Cola and they don't dissolve. And they don't absolve. Yeah. When Jesse was in pre-med school, they would open people's stomachs up and find thousands Ew. of vitamins. Ew. Oh God. Your gastric juices couldn't even break them down. Oh so, God, that's you know, those old school ones. I don't, there aren't many people taking those anymore, but yeah. make sure it's water soluble, fruit based or a gummy. There you have it. Dr. Wild. Yes, I wish. Oh my I, God, I don't you have to start your own it. vitamin line and call it Dr. Wild. You know, I really <laughs> would love to, that would be something that I would love to contribute yeah. because I've learned a lot by trial and error, Yeah, but I do love the idea of starting you the there. Brain for it. You know, I, I love the idea of starting there. Yeah. I like that for you too. <laughs> um, okay. Well, there you have it. Hopefully I can figure out what I can contribute to this world. Yes, you definitely contributed to seven and five inch rises that uh, <laughs> made everyone look better. I contributed to the corruption of the youth of America. That's what I, I kid you not. To. I mean, you're still corrupting your, your daughter, you <laughs> buying her latex and all kinds of things, like the pleasure <laughs> chest. But I will say those jeans, your jeans, literally, especially if you had a flat tush, your jeans made everybody's ass look amazing. So yeah. I think you definitely helped things aesthetically look more beautiful. (laughs) Well, I don't know, but I'll take it. All right. (laughs) Well, I guess that does it for this episode of Honest AF. If you have any subjects or products that you want us to review or talk about, hit us up on our socials. Honest AF Show is our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. HonestAFShow.com is our website. Until next time, y'all take care. Bye, Bye. We obviously need to do a disclaimer here. So we want you to know we are not doctors or experts by any stretch of the imagination. We are just a couple of gals that are looking for magical products, procedures, and experiences. And in our quest, we will share our honest as fuck opinions with you. So please make sure before you try anything we talk about that you know your own restrictions and do so at your own risk. Do not blame us for any of your issues. We're just experimenting too.